What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. I appreciate you tuning in. My guest today is one of radio's most outspoken, quick-witted, and funny talk show hosts around. He has a hit radio morning show called The Heidi and Frank Show, which airs on 95.5 KLOS in Los Angeles. He has topped the airwaves, dominating the AM, FM, and podcast markets for nearly two decades. He is also a host on a popular TV show called Dish Nation, which focuses on the comedic side of breaking entertainment news. Please welcome my good friend Frank Kramer to Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. How you doing, Brian? Well, you wow. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, bud, for uh, for joining me. And um, just you know, this is a, just a little bit about you and about your dad life um, and how you've been doing things with uh, with your kids. But for my listeners who may not know, I got listeners all over the place. So for my listeners who may not know who you are, um, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself, kind of your background, and then also about your family? How many kids you have? Well, I uh, I grew up in Indiana and uh, ended up in radio about 27 years ago. And so it's moved me around quite a bit. And now I'm in Los Angeles. I've been out in Los Angeles for, uh, for 23 years now. And uh, and been doing uh, radio, from midday talk radio, morning talk radio. I've been around the dial several, several places in Los Angeles. And... Uh, I am married, and I have uh, two kids. I have a 23-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old son. So I'm almost free. <laughs> almost free. Well, uh, I, I just uh, I have two boys. So um, uh, my oldest just graduated. I know your daughter graduated recently, or, or last in the last year or so, uh, from college. My oldest just graduated over the weekend. So uh, oh, sweet. I got Thank you. So I'm I'm like you. I got one down, one to go. Um, my, uh, my youngest is, uh, is 19. He's, a uh, he's in college now, so he's a little bit older than your son, but, uh, he plays, uh, basketball at Hope International University in Fullerton, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from Indiana, I was going to do basketball camp, but then, uh, my, my son grew up in California, kid. he was born out here, and, <laughs> uh, we, we never had the space for that, uh, that outdoor hoop above the garage. <laughs> I, I lived like on a, on a on a hill, and so the driveway was planted. Not the same as going up in Indiana, where everybody had a goal in their driveway, and so everybody ran. It was a game of horse. You did kick up. It's you know. It's right, right, right. Um, well, cool. Um, you know, we I know you mentioned it before to me, but you know, you're kind of a self-proclaimed cautionary tale uh, dad, tale and fatherhood. What do you? What is the one thing if you could go do over again that you would do? Uh, not having. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. You know, it's been the the best. I would describe being a father or just being a parent in general as being the best hell on earth because right. it's you know it's so rewarding and so amazing, but yet it's so overwhelming at times. Right. The pressure you put on yourself. Uh, to be a good daddy, doing the right things and stuff like that. I think if I could go back and change anything, um, I always look down upon doing that because I think that the mistakes probably got me here more than my successes. Mm-hmm. And so looking back, if I could change anything, it'd probably be realizing that my kids were different people 
before they became adults uh, and how I raised them in that sense. Meaning, you know, my daughter, she was my first and, you know, and I could be pretty tough on her and she always responded to the tough stuff and, yeah. and, you know, challenged me right back, but also excelled when she was pushed and my son was different and the same parenting tactic wasn't working with him. And I didn't understand why because I was like, well, it worked with his sister. Why is that working with him? And I didn't realize, um, I mean, the basic fact that they're two different people and they have two different ways of seeing the world and responding to, to different stimulus. And, and I really wish I'd learned that a lot earlier. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, and, um, it's, it's funny. They, they're two different people. You're right. My boys are the same way. I, I my older son, I'm kind of, he's kind of fiery. He, he would, he would kind of stand his ground a little bit more than my younger son would. Um, and you just, you have to learn to adapt to their personalities because they do, they, they are two completely different people and, and to see them grow up throughout their entire lives as, as two completely different people interested in different topics, interested in different things. Um, and then respond to things differently too. My younger son's a little bit more sensitive than my older son. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. Now, as fathers, we all have strengths and weaknesses. What do you think's your greatest strength? My greatest strength as a father, I think, is always dedicating myself to them in the, in the sense that my father grew up with his father, not really attending his, you know, sporting events, didn't mm-hmm. go to many things that he was involved in. And, and he always said to me, like, when I grow up and I have son someday, I'm going to be involved. And, you know, he was that that he was just you know all my little league games whether he you know helped coach or whether he was just in the stands if I was in the Cub Scouts you know they needed a scout leader well that was my dad you know you know and he'll be, he'll be the scout leader and where the floor swings you have and, and do whatever he had to do and I think you know growing up a dad like that knowing his story about how it hurt him so much that he was exact 180 degrees in the sense of being a part of his kids lives that I took that with me as well so my, my, the strength that I got from my father being involved with me allows me to carry that on to my kids and be very, very involved with their lives um, from, you know, growing up to this day, you know, always being a part right. of it. Right. That's crazy. You're, you're, well, your dad's very similar to how I was raised. I mean, my parents weren't really uh, involved in my life. They were around, but they weren't. I mean, I could count on one hand how many sporting events that they actually attended. Um, and I just vowed that I would never be that way. And the funny thing is, Frank, when I had boys, when I had my two boys, I have been involved in every single part of their life. I've coached every single one of their sports teams that they've played on from the time that they were four all the way up through high school. And uh, the crazy thing is they both played high school varsity basketball. I was a coach on their team. Um, my younger son and I had the honor of winning CIF championship. We both have CIF championship rings, which is really cool that we'll have forever. Cause we were so, you know, that was cause I was so involved. Um, and now I can, yeah. And now I, and the funny thing is I'm still a coach at the high school and they're both gone. I just, I love it that much, but um, it's, it's cool that uh, I hear my younger son uh, talk about when he gets older and has kids, how he wants to be involved. He wants to be a coach on their teams and, and so that's cool. So you 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 took from your dad what my sons are taking from me, and that's awesome. Yeah, that's something that I, I look back at my father, and and he worked a lot. I mean, he wasn't like he was just free time dad, not all the time. I lost him. 
to do that stuff. He, he worked all the time and, and, um, was very, uh, dedicated to his work and providing for his family. But also when he came home, you know, he could have sat down on the couch and like, I'm tired, you know, let somebody else coach my little league team. But no, he wasn't like that. No matter how tired he was, he still made it out there to the field. That's cool. And, and you coached on, on your son's teams, right? Yeah, I've, uh, I've coached on my son's, um, like, youth football team. And uh, then he got into lacrosse. I had no idea what he was doing. I'm like, I, what, what am I looking at here? The closest he came to coaching is him putting on all of his gear and walking into the living room and saying, here, Dad, here's a stick. And I go, well, what do you want me to do with this? He goes, I want you to go outside and hit me with it. I'm like, what? That's the game? He's like, well, you know, the ball out of my hand. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, all right. I got to basically beat him like an old rug in an afternoon. But um, I really got into coaching with my daughter when she joined soccer, uh, you know, very young age, like, you know, six years old. And uh, she already had a coach on that team, but I just, you know, on the sidelines, and dad, you know, like, anything you need me to do, I'll put up the cones, I'll do whatever you need, you know, I'm out here. And uh, when his daughter, you know, left to go to another team, I, I took the team over, and I knew nothing about soccer. I can't right. kind of soccer wasn't even, you know, in my in my county. It wasn't an organized sport at the school, so it's like soccer. But I had played, you know, many sports growing up, and so I knew um, how to be coached, and so I knew how to coach from good coaches who were right. also like father figures in your life. So I got books, you know, how to coach, you know eight and nine-year-old girls in soccer. And, you know, if you can read, you can coach. And you can put cones on the ground. And so I, I took those girls all the way to our championship from a defeated okay. season all the way to undefeated. It was amazing. And we probably oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. What a, what a memory, man. What a memory. That's cool. And my daughter still has, that, you know, the, the memories and, the, and all of her teammates from that time, whenever they see her, they're always like, well, how's your dad? Because, and, and their parents were always very, very supportive of me and, and the way I coached. And I wasn't, uh, I wasn't the most calm guy, but right. uh, I remember telling my girls, I said, girls, we're going to make this, this team quit soccer today. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a motivational speech as I would give any girl. Good girl. We're making all those girls quit today. Okay. They'll never play soccer again after this game. <laughs> that's awesome. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, so much fun. And then you still ask about me, so I don't think I should kind of do that. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Um, so what do you think, you know, thinking about all these memories that you had with your kids, what do you think, if, if I had to ask you one thing that your kids have done that you've been most proud of, what do you think that would be? That I'm most proud of, well, like I said, they're, they're separate people. So I I think for my, my daughter, I'm proud of her because I feel deep down in my heart that I don't have to worry about her. Right. And that's something I always thought I would have to, you know, being you know, a father of a daughter anyway, that, you know, I always have to worry about her, but she's a very, very strong, independent woman. She knows what she wants to do and she has a very big heart and she's, and she helps others. And she's, I mean, just an amazing, amazing person that, you know, she lives in San Francisco right now. And I, I, don't worry about her on a daily basis. Like she's going to get it done. Right. And that's, that's how I mean, basically in my life, it's like, if like with my employees or whoever, you know, get, get your stuff done. You have complete autonomy to do it. Get the job done. 
and do it right the first time, and you'll never hear from me. You know, right. I, I, I give people freedom, and then they 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 go and do it with what they what they will, and that's what she has. She's she's basically again they have the tools, and now I know she has, she knows how to use every tool in that toolbox. I don't have to worry mm-hmm. about it. Now my son, on the other hand, I mean he's he's a guy that uh, he's more more sensitive, I would say, in that way. But uh, he is a great listener, and he is a true, a, a, a great friend to his friends. He, he carries a lot of worry. He's resilient. He's been through so much, uh, little kid, from the moving around, um, the different jobs that I've had, and not not having that stable home. Like this is home. Like I was moving again. Oh, we're moving. Right. I think the kid moved probably eight times in eight years. And I was, I was worried about that, about him not having any place to go home. But he's very resilient in that fact and, and, and selfless as well. So I'm, I'm proud of him that he's, he's a guy who's always rooting for the underdog. I remember right. a, a girl that, that he goes to school with. I said, with Kale a bully. So his name is Kale. I was But uh, I go, Kale a bully, because I you know, had suspicions that he was kind of uh, yeah, because he'd get into fights and stuff at school and junior high. And she said, well, no. <laughs> I said, well, you didn't, that wasn't very good. Right, you know? right. That but, was like, that was, well, she goes, well, he is, but he's a bully of to the bullies. Oh. And she's like, you know, a little kid comes up to Kale and says, hey, this guy's been bullying me. Kale will go over to the bully and make him lay down on his stomach and Kale tells him to get up. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. In that case, you know, he was the policeman of the schoolyard. And right, like, I, right. I had to go out there to the school and talk to the, to the principal or assistant principal and say, hey, you know, without my son out there on that field, we just have a bunch of these, you know, helpers who are right. paying attention to can't do anything. You're going to have a lot more problems if you don't allow him to do what he does. And he doesn't go out and pick on people in a big fight, but he stops them, prevents them, or he'll finish them. Right. For the first time in every man's life, you got to break another man's bones. And I said, and he has to do that, and he's got my full sport. <laughs> so he's not taking, he's not taking points away from him. He's not taking anything. He's not docking him, you know, the zero tolerance thing at school. I'm like, no, you need him out on that field. You need right. him on that wall. <laughs> right. And you couldn't handle the truth. Put him on the payroll, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, cool. Now, kind of, you know, you radio, TV celebrity, you, you, you receive a lot of praise, and you also receive a lot of criticism. How did, how did you, kind of as they were growing up, how did you protect them from, from being impacted by the criticism that you may have received? That's, that's tough because, I mean, they, they know what I do and who I am and, I, you know, being recognized out in public and stuff. But I've never really exposed them to any kind of issues as far as that goes. They they know I'm on the radio and they know that I have you know a, a big audience and things like that. But I've never exposed them to any of the the, 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 the trolling and the criticisms I get. I mean, if I have anything else, I'm discussing with my wife. But they've been pretty blocked from that. And any kids that say, "Hey, I heard you that on the radio," it's usually positive from the kids in the class because I'm not really a, a kid type show. I'm more of a an adult rock right. show that right. has a lot of fun, you know, talking about different things, but they get a lot of, a lot of friends who listen. And, and I, yeah, I've always kept them from it. 
in that way. And what do you think about social media and all that? I mean, uh, you can you find stuff on social media. I mean, is there? A, uh, you, did you try to protect them from that side of it? Um, we just choose not to not to dwell in those in those waters. Like okay. I, I don't want them to. I, I kept my kids secret for a long time. My daughter wasn't so much of a secret because I found out I had a daughter when she was five, and right. so. I was on the radio at the time and I revealed that whole story to the audience and going through the paternity test and everything. And then I ended up, you know, reconnecting with my daughter's mother and, and ended up having a son. We've been married 17 years now. And it's one of those fairy tale, you know, weird stories about how to be end up, you know, after all this time. But uh, I never told anybody I had a son. I wanted to keep something back for myself because that is so, I revealed so much of myself to the audience. Right. So, in that same sense that I didn't show the audience my son, is that I didn't show my son the audience. And I had no idea that he even knew what I did or who I was until we were walking to the mall one day. And it might have been at Christmas time. And somebody came up to me and says, You know, are you Frank? And I said, Yeah, I am. And, you know, oh, nice to meet you. And this is my daughter, because I knew that I told her, like, this is my daughter, Cassidy. I'm like, Oh, Cassidy, I've heard about you on the radio. And I saw my son on the corner and I turned away from us and just pretend like he was shopping. Like he, like he uh, removed himself from the situation. And I realized at that moment that my nine-year-old son knew he was a secret. Wow. And, and I said, no, I'm, I can't, I can't do that anymore. So I went on the air the next day and says, I have a nine-year-old son and I never told you, I told you any, anybody about that. And they're like, how did you keep that secret for nine years without even switching right. up and saying anything? And it's, you know, it's weird what I do. It's like, you know, I put the headphones on, it's like putting on a helmet, to, you know, to go play football and, a, you know, a, a helmet to go, you know, fly plane. It's just the same weird thing that happens. And so I realized at that point, I, you know, he wasn't going to be a secret. I didn't care what people thought about me anymore. And I think at that moment was what made that switch for me. It's like, I'm not. I'm not going to read the criticism. I'm not going to. I'm not going to read the accolades that pass on the back either. I'm just going to go in and do what I do every day and just try to make people say goodbye a little bit faster for four or five hours. I'm involved with it, right. and then then I'm done. Then I'm checked out. Hmm. And, I, and my kids, we don't dwell on it. We just we want to spend more time together as a family off social media. My daughter is basically off social media. My son really has never gotten into it. And so we haven't been that obsessed with it. You know, I'm not posting videos and stories all the time. It's very, very sporadic. So right. I think I think that's the best part of it is that I still was able to remain very bad. Right. Number one, no, as opposed no. to feeding an audience because I need that audience to love me so much. Right. Now, if they want to be with me every day, great. If they don't, then great. doesn't matter to me at this point. That's cool. That's cool. Awesome. Um, um, what do you think, what's one of the, one great thing that you see in your kids that's because of you and what's one great thing you see in your kids that's in spite of you? Oh, I see one great thing about my kids because of me, I would say their dedication to family. I think mm-hmm. we're a very, 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 very tight group that would do anything for each other. This is like one family you wouldn't want to get a bar fight with. Because we'll, we'll, we'll win. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, go, we'll go crazy. I mean, you know, 
we can mess with each other pretty hard. And I think that's the other thing that's great about them in spite of me, is that we can mess with each other pretty hard. I grew up in a family that did mess with each other hard. And, uh, <laughs> and they weren't quite used to that with their mother, you know, and me being different people. And so I think that they still have that, that sensitivity that I sometimes don't have. <laughs> right. I'll jump and I'll say things and I might hurt some feelings of things that I say and, and, a, and a bit of anger, a bit of, uh, you know, arguments. And I didn't mean it. And my kids don't have that in them. They've pointed out that maybe, you know, the things that you said that were hurtful. And I'm like, oh, get over it. Come on. You should, you know. <laughs> Come on. Seriously? And my dad always, he growing up, I knew he loved me and everything, but he would always like, like want me to do something. And he'd, he'd be, you know, get over here. I'm going to rip your arms off and beat you with it. And that's how, <laughs> right. that's how, that's how we talk. That's how they talk goes, right? Yeah, and then my mother's always like, oh, my God. You know, my dad's name is Frank as well. Oh, my God, Frank, don't talk to him like that. He's kind of dead. But the thing that my dad did was he, he would change the threat every single time. He didn't know if he was going to beat you with the leg, beat you with the arms. He's going to pop <laughs> drop out of your head. It would be the most gruesome thing that he could possibly do to you, but he always made it different, which made it entertaining and funny. He really was serious. you got to mix it up in it. Yeah, you got to mix up the, the, the beating torture uh, methods, or else you know the kids don't take it seriously. We took it seriously because we got look. But but I think you know carrying that into my family as a father was a little bit. I mean, like I said, everyone's different. It might have been a little bit too much in in, in that level. And now I've chilled out a lot more as I'm an older guy. Mm. Mm. Oh, very cool. Well, um, Frank, if my listeners wanted to look you up, kind of learn a little bit more about you, uh, where can they find you? Where's the best place to do that? Uh, the best place to do that is wake up with me every single morning. And you can do that at uh, 95.5 KLOS in Los Angeles, or the surrounding area. I think the signal goes all the way to Santa Barbara to San Diego. So, uh, And then you, know, you can also listen online at uh, 95.5 KLOS.com. I also have a website, HeidiandFrank.com. That's uh, our website. So you can subscribe to our podcast there. And uh, we do a webcast with every single day. Dish Nations on uh, Fox in some places. Um, so you can go to DishNation.com, type in your zip code, and you can watch that show. It's an entertaining news show that I'm, I'm part of. But, um, but yeah, and I'm, I'm at Frank me on Instagram. I mean, it's really the only social media that I check in with every now and then. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's where you can find me. And I appreciate you reaching out to me, bro. Like I said, you said you want to talk about being a dad. I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm not I'm not probably the best example, but I think it's realizing that you're not the best example that can you know is really the best thing that I think that's happened to me. Is going okay. This I'm always learning, and I'm always learning from my kids now as well. I, I don't have all the answers. I never will, but. I can always choose to get better every single day. And I think at this point, you know, my, my kids know that about me. They know I'm dedicated to them. They know, they know I love them. And I recently had a friend, Jose passed away and, you know, his kids were, you know, always wondering, like, he never would say, I love you. He never would say certain things to them. And now that he's gone, they were like really upset. Yeah. But, uh, he had written them letters 
I guess, when he made a will when his brother passed away, you know, several years ago, he made a will in those letters, and everything that they wanted him to say was in those, were in those letters. And you know, I got to see that that's what he was doing the whole time was loving them in his own right. way as a father. And sometimes that can be that 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 sometimes that's missed and not recognized in the way the fathers love. Yeah. And so I just want to, I think that my kids would would know that. And that that I don't have to write them a letter. I don't want to yeah. have to write them a letter so they know it someday. I think if you if you feel like that you're that dad that they don't recognize how you love them, really got to sit down and tell them that you do. And be open and be honest and be vulnerable with them because I know you'd be tough and you want to be the rock and you want to make sure everyone's safe, but sometimes I need to see that, you know, dad needs, dad needs a hug too. Right. Hey man. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Well, cool. Um, well, listen, Frank, it's been an absolute honor to have you on, but I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Brian. I really, I really appreciate it. And good luck with your podcast, man. It's very good. I like it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them. I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at data podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you as always for listening to the show. This is data. Up.